believe every person has a right to basic knowledge of how to optimize their mind, body, and spirit. Here, I bring to you influential individuals and ideas to help you live a more healthy, fulfilling life. I'm Julie Fouché, and I'd like to welcome you to Pursuing Health. Welcome everyone to episode number 20 of Pursuing Health. This week we are going to do another Q&A episode where I'm going to answer some of your questions. I can't believe that we're already about seven months into Pursuing Health and now we're at episode number 20. So I really want to thank you all for your support and for listening thus far. Um, Before we get started with some of the questions, I have a few reminders. Number one, if you're enjoying the podcast, please make sure you head over to iTunes to subscribe and give it a rating. And you can also go to my website, juliefouché.com, enter your email there to stay in the loop with the podcast and everything else that I'm doing uh, with my newsletter that I'll send out every other week. I'm also always looking for inspiring stories to share. So if you or someone you know has used lifestyle to overcome a serious health challenge, please send your story to me at info at juliefouché.com and I'll select some of those stories to share on future episodes. If you're interested in training with me, check out my program through Beyond the Whiteboard. This is the actual training that I'm doing now, five days a week, an hour a day, and it's scheduled out for you minute by minute from warm up to cool down. I find it really helpful because I know I can just go into the gym, start the timer, and an hour later I'll be done and I'll be satisfied with getting in a really good workout. Right now, we're getting ready for the CrossFit Games Open in a couple of short weeks. So for more info, or if you want to just try out the program yourself, visit beyondthewhiteboard.com slash juliefouché. So with that, let's get started here on Pursuing Health with episode number 20, which is going to be another little Q&A session. So I reached out and asked what what type of questions you guys had for me or what you wanted me to talk about. And so I'm going to try to cover some of those topics here um, and answer as many of your questions as I can. So the first uh, category of questions was about what my current life is like now that I've transitioned over from competing more towards finishing med school. So one of those questions came from Annika and she asked, Um, She said, I really enjoyed Pure Pharma's video, A Day in the Life of Julie Fouché, and I'm curious that now that you're transitioning from competitive CrossFit to CrossFit for Health, what a day in your life currently looks like. So now, um, now that I'm back in school full time, I usually start my day much earlier than I used to, um, depending on the rotation that I'm on. I'll wake up anywhere between 4 and 7 a.m., And usually it's getting out of bed, getting ready, grabbing something really quick to eat. Um, Sometimes I'll make a protein shake or um, a protein bar ahead of time that I can eat on my way to school with some coffee or tea in the morning. I'll drive to school and usually I like to listen to podcasts or the radio or um, just something that I can listen to on my drive. And then I'm there at school all day. And I've been having a lot of fun in this year of med school, which is traditionally done during the third year. I get to rotate through all of the different specialties. And so in the fall, I was rotating through pediatrics and 
OBGYN and I really enjoyed both of those. Right now I'm currently rotating through surgery, which is also, um, but has been a lot of fun. Um, and then I'll be moving on to medicine here in the spring and the summer. So it's been a very exciting and interesting year and really cool to finally be able to be exposed to all the different specialties um, and be working in the hospital and learning every day with real life patients and real life situations. So after school, usually I'll get home depending on this, again, depending on the specialty anywhere between usually six or seven um, in the evening. I'll often stop at home to change and grab a quick snack or catch up on some emails or things around the house before I go to the gym. Usually I'll work out from 7.30 to 8.30. We have a great group um, that I train with during that hour and we really only spend an hour working out. I'll come straight home, shower, eat something, and go right to bed. So my life has become um, not quite as jam-packed full of training, but now it's much more packed full of school and studying and things like that. But I'm still really happy with the amount of time I've been able to spend training and to really enjoy working out. I have a great group of people that I work out with, so that makes it a lot of fun too. Um, and on the weekends, I'll usually spend more time catching up on things around the house or emails um, or studying or things like that. So it's um, it's been a really fun transition and I'm really enjoying it. It's great to to be able to shift my focus back towards school, have that as my priority, but still be able to enjoy training and CrossFit a lot. So thank you for that great question, Annika. Um, the next two questions came a little bit about medical school and the application process for medical school. So I know some of you that are listening are going through this process of applying to med school or grad school. Uh, so I thought I'd talk a little bit about that. Um, Kevin asked, he said, I'm curious what kind of degree you got before medical school and what your minor is. I'm currently working towards a major in bio in order to apply for med school. And the answer to that question is that I did, I studied biomedical engineering when I was in undergrad at the University of Michigan, which I found to be a fantastic major and preparation for medical school because it was very broad as far as engineering degrees go but it was all done in the context of the human body and so we did get a lot of biology and biochemistry worked in as well as a lot of the math and science for engineering so I really enjoyed that as my major um, I didn't have a minor in college but that was what I studied and now I'm in med school and planning to pursue residency in family medicine. Stephanie asked, did you get into medical school your first time? How was it going through the process for you? I'm in the application process for dental school right now, and it's hard to stay patient. CrossFit keeps my mind off of it, but I wanted to know your insight. So Stephanie, that's a really fantastic question, and it's very relevant for me right now as I'm about to go through the next step in the process in applying for residency. So I remember applying to med school several years ago, and it is a very stressful and long process. Um, and it's one of those situations where I think everything that we learn in CrossFit transfers over into real life. So similar to when you first start CrossFit and it seems very overwhelming and you think, how am I ever going to be able to learn how to do a pull-up or a muscle-up or something like that? We really have to step back and take it one step at a time. It's the same thing for anything else that you 
pursue in life. Same thing for applying to medical school or dental school or or any um, other graduate degree. So I think what helps is to really take a step back and look at all the things you have to accomplish along the way and then take them one step at a time. If you think about the whole process at once, it can become very daunting, just like with CrossFit. If I were to think about all my training at once and everything that had to happen before a competition year, it would become very overwhelming. But it really, training and competing really taught me to take it one day at a time and to not get too caught up in the details. So as I'm applying for residency right now, I'm trying to to take that same approach. I know all the steps that I have to accomplish along the way, things like finishing up my medical school rotations, taking my board exams, writing my personal statement, um, getting my letters of recommendation together, putting my application together, the interview process. And so I'm really trying to take it one step at a time, work on those things and just chip away and try to enjoy the process along the way too. So best of luck to you, Stephanie, and to anyone else who is applying for um, grad school right now. All right. The next set of questions have to do with injury. So Ellie asked, what would you recommend for a hurt Achilles? Um, Would you recommend a certain type of, of... doctor like a chiropractor or a specialist or a physical therapist and I think this is a really great question Ellie I think that a good body worker can make a huge difference Um, and you'll find good body workers in any of those categories it's about finding someone who works for you and who has sort of the right knowledge and training to be able to help you with what you need so I think a physical therapist can help you a lot with exercises to strengthen your Achilles. I do a lot of loaded eccentric toe raises now to help keep mine healthy and to help prevent, um, you know, my other Achilles from becoming injured. Uh, And I think had I done more of this in the past, it might have helped helped my Achilles stay healthier in the long run. Um, And it also helps, I think, anyone who can do some soft tissue work or help keep not just your Achilles, but all, you know, all of your different uh, parts of your body healthy is really important in the long run. So it's good that you recognize this ahead of time and try to attack the problem before it becomes even bigger, um, before you end up with a rupture or something that requires surgery. So I think that doing some kind of eccentric loaded toe raises um, is great for a hurt Achilles if depending if you're able to do those how hurt it is at the moment um, that can help it heal I think a lot of soft tissue work things like um, foam rolling using a lacrosse ball using um, tools like hot grips can really help too Um, and so all those things are going to help your tissue to recover and of course making sure that you're allowing your Achilles some time to rest as well and not um, not overdoing it in the gym. Uh, Michaela asked, what are your top tips for preventing injury? Um, and sort of along the same lines, Michaela, I would say that having a regular practice of mobility or stretching or body work is really, really important. Okay, our bodies are not always going to be hurting or we're not always going to have something that's nagging us and forcing us to go get a massage or to spend some extra time stretching. But if we work that into our daily or weekly routine, 
um, from the outset, we're going to be a lot better off in the long run. So whether you spend a couple days a week going to yoga or maybe you spend an hour on your own doing mobility exercises, um, maybe you go get a massage every so often. I think it's really important, even if you don't have a pressing problem, just to stay ahead of the curve, keep your body healthy. Um, especially when we're working so hard in the gym, we really need to balance that out with the stretching and the mobility um, and just keeping all of our tissues healthy. So that's my biggest advice for preventing injury. Also, just paying attention and listening to your body. If you feel something that's starting to bother you and it's not just muscle soreness, it's something that just doesn't feel right, I would pay attention to that. Your body's probably trying to tell you something. Maybe you need to take some time, modify movements, um, work with a physical therapist on some corrective exercises. Uh, There's really no use in pushing yourself through something like that that is painful and making it worse when you can actually um, prevent it early on. If you notice something is off, let's address it early on um, and not let it become a bigger issue. And then... T. Edwards asked, how important are rest days for growth and development and how often should they be taken? I think rest days are incredibly important and I think they're often overlooked. I think sometimes people will think, oh, I'm feeling fine. I can go for a, I can go for a run or I can do something on my rest day um, that's a little bit more intense. But I really think that if you want to keep your intensity high during your workouts, which is where you're going to get the most results, you really need to take rest days. You need to allow your body to recover, and um, that's where a lot of the adaptation is going to happen. So I really like CrossFit's approach of doing three days on and then one day off of rest. Of course, this doesn't always work in everyone's schedule, but I don't think I would go more than three days in a row. Um, of training just because your body needs to rest and adjust before you can bring that intensity again. I usually do three days on, a rest day, two days on, and then a rest day in my seven-day week. So I think two days of rest is really a great bare minimum, um, especially if you're having really high intensity in your workouts on those other five days. All right. Few more questions here. One is about this one comes from Emily, um, and she says, I've been doing CrossFit for about seven months now, and I have been progressing, but it feels very slow. Is there any way I can optimize my fitness? So, for Emily, for this question, this is a really great question. I think a lot of people share your sentiments, um, feeling like maybe progress should be happening a little bit faster or getting frustrated when it feels like sometimes you're taking a step back. And I would just advise you to make sure that you are setting clear goals and think about how you're measuring your progress. So a great way to measure progress overall in CrossFit is tracking your workouts, um, making sure that you're always writing down your workouts, your times, your weights, and having those to go back to. So if you're repeating those workouts again and your times are getting faster, then that's fantastic. That means you're moving in the right direction. And I wouldn't get too hung up on the how much, how fast you're moving forward, whether the PR is by 10 seconds or by a minute. That's still great. I think a PR is a PR and it's something to celebrate. I think that um, we don't need to have crazy expectations about how fast we're improving as long as we're moving in the right direction. We have years and years and years to make progress and it doesn't always have to happen right away. 
Second, I would make sure that you're setting specific goals. So if there's something that you are really trying to measure your progress on, so for example, if you're trying to get a pull-up, then I would set that as a specific goal with a deadline of when you want to have your first pull-up by and then create a plan to get there. So maybe it means spending a couple days a week after your class working on strict pull-ups or banded pull-ups or a pull-up progression, um, but putting in that extra time and that extra focused work towards your goal. And that will allow you to then see progress. Maybe once you get your pull-up, you want to set a new goal and work towards that one. So I don't think it has to always be um, setting 10 goals at once where you want to get a pull-up and you want to PR on your snatch and your clean and jerk and your deadlift and all these other things at once. I think it sometimes helps to step back and just pick one goal at a time and work towards that and then celebrate that progress before you set a new goal. That was a great question, Emily. Okay, our final few questions for the day have to do with the Open. So the Open is coming up very, very soon in just a few weeks. I'm really, really excited this year to participate and to just have fun with the Open. Since I'm not super serious about competing this year, I'm really looking forward to enjoying it. Kelly asks, would, she would love to hear my approach to doing so well in the open each year. What is your mindset like? What is your training like throughout those weeks? And whether you try the workouts multiple times. So great question, Kelly. And again, I'll tell you a little bit about how I've approached the open in the past, um, since it's a little different than what my plan is for this year. But in the past, when I was planning to compete beyond the open, my focus was really on that. So my main focus was on doing well at regionals and doing well at the games. And the open was sort of a stepping stone to get there. So I would not really change my training at all throughout the week leading into the open, but the open would just be my usual Metcon workout that I would do every Friday morning. So the workouts would usually be announced on Thursday evening. I would take a look at the workout, watch whoever had done the workout at the workout announcement, and then come up with a strategy for myself and how I wanted to attack that workout. I would make sure I got a really good night's sleep the night before, eat a good breakfast in the morning, and then do a very thorough warm-up once I got to the gym. Make sure I had everything set up as far as cameras and making sure I was going to heat, uh, meet all the standards. And then I would just go for the workout as hard as I could. I usually would have a judge to count my reps and then a separate person who would be more of a coach or someone who could help me stick to the strategy that I had planned ahead of time. I think that helps a lot because otherwise it can be easy for your judge to get distracted and to want to coach you during the workout. And you want them to really be focused on just counting your reps and making sure that you get a very solid attempt at the workout and are not going to have to repeat it for a judging reason. Um, it really helps, I think, to have a coach or someone who understands your strategy and can help you stick to it. Because otherwise, it's easy in the middle of a workout when it gets hard to switch up your strategy or to back off a little bit. And when you have that person right there kind of yelling at your ear, you know you're going to get the best out of yourself and out of that workout. Um, I usually would then on Fridays finish the rest of my training, have a full day of training on Saturday, and then Sunday if I felt that I could really improve on the workout from Friday, I might try it again on Sunday. And 
that wasn't every week. It was more rare, I think, that I would redo it than not. But in that situation, if it was something that I felt like I could really learn from and improve, I would I would try it again. Um, I think it's it's a difficult thing because if you go into the workout on Friday and you have in the back of your mind, oh, I can just redo this again on Sunday, you're probably not going to push yourself as hard as if you only had one shot. So it's kind of a fine line. You want to be careful and you want to make sure you really give it a good effort the first time and try not to have to redo it. I think um, it's better just to go have fun, give it your all and then move on with your life. But if it's something that you think you can learn from, if you think that maybe you really made a mistake and you have a lot more in the tank, then why not try it again? That's The open is, is about... Um, trying to improve and trying to push your limits. And so if doing the workout again is something that you think will help, then by all means, go for it. Once again, this year is going to be a lot different for me. I have no intentions of competing. And so I'm really looking forward to having a lot of fun with the Open. Uh, my gym here in Cleveland, Seatown CrossFit, is going to be doing an intramural open and we're going to do a big Friday night lights competition. So I'm looking forward to doing the workouts there and cheering on other members of the gym and just having a really good time. I think this is the time of year during the open when we're really celebrating what CrossFit is all about, what it's done for us and how it's helped us to become better, um, a way for us to measure our progress year after year. And so I'm really looking forward to enjoying that aspect of the open this year not taking it quite as seriously as I have in the past and just having a really good time. Um, Carmen asked, do you have any tips for people who are doing the open for the first time this year? That is a great question, Carmen. So the open, I think, can be daunting for people. um, And it's easy to say, oh, I don't want to need to sign up for a competition. I'm just going to do the workout or I'm just going to um, you know, watch other people do it. But I think that's one of the amazing things about CrossFit and about the Open is that really anyone can do it. And now, especially with the scaled categories, it's, you know, it's so much fun and it's such a great way to test yourself. Um, and it's really all about competing with yourself. You know, we might have the leaderboard up online, but that doesn't mean that you have to be always comparing yourself to other people. I think it's a lot more about getting the most out of yourself in that workout and sometimes putting yourself in a little bit more pressured environment than you would otherwise to see what you're capable of. Sometimes that stress really brings out the best in us. That being said, don't stress out about it too much. If it's your first time, have fun with it. The open is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a good time. I would treat it just like any other workout you do in your gym any other day of the week. And if you feel a little bit more nervous than usual, just embrace it. The nerves are a good thing. That means you care. And that means that you're going to bring out the best in your performance. Sometimes I used to I used to not like the feeling of being nervous before a competition or you try to keep yourself calm and not not get too worked up. But in reality, it's those nerves that are going to bring out the best in you. And so it's it's uncomfortable, but it's good to embrace them. Um, don't let them shake you up, but use them in a positive way to direct your energy to giving your best in the workout. Again, don't, don't worry too much about other people's performance in the gym or worldwide on the leaderboard. Really try to focus on your own performance, doing your best each week, and having as much fun as possible. 
All right. So I think that was our final question for the week. Um, We covered a lot of great topics. So thank you all for submitting your questions. And I look forward to doing more episodes like this in the future. So as always, if you have more questions, please let let me know on social media. You can hashtag JF Health or you can always email info at juliefouché.com. Also, don't forget to send your inspiring stories there. If you have something that you think, if you know a friend or you yourself have had a serious life change due to lifestyle, to exercise, to nutrition, or anything along those lines, I want to hear about it. Please send something to info at juliefouché.com and maybe I'll feature you on a future podcast episode. Um, Please don't forget to go head over to iTunes, subscribe, and rate Pursuing Health there, and subscribe to my bi-weekly newsletter on juliefouché.com. Once again, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your support, and I will catch you next time on Pursuing Health. Thank you.